together with American Songwriter, we had the opportunity to talk to Czar over Zoom video. Czar was born in Moscow, Russia, and she moved to the Bay Area, San Jose. At around seven years old, she talks about that. She talks about the culture shock of moving you know, from Russia to San Jose at a very early age. She talks about how she got into music. We chat a little bit about her song being on the radio for the first time because it was played by a station that I worked for, and not at the same time, but we knew similar people in the, the radio industry because of that. Um, so we chat about that. She talks about moving to Los Angeles, putting out her first EP, and her most recent record, Fuckboy Anthem. You can watch the interview with Czar on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It would be rad if you subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us, like us on Facebook at Bringing It Backwards and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Bringing Back Pod. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're Bringing It Backwards with Czar. I, I appreciate you doing this. Thanks. So this yeah. podcast is about you and your journey in music and how you got to where you are now. Here I am. Here you are. Are you still, uh, I did see that you were born and raised in San Francisco where you were born in, were you born in Russia and you moved to San Francisco or the Bay area? Like, tell me about that. Yeah. So I was born in Moscow. So I basically spent like my childhood, like till about seven, I think I was. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, like in Moscow. And then I moved, my parents relocated to the Bay Area. And so I spent like all my formative years basically in the Bay. Um, but I would go back like to Russia to visit family and stuff. So it was kind of like I was between the places, but I would go to school in the Bay, obviously. So, okay. yeah. How, what was that like? What was it going like going from Russia to, to the Bay Area? What part of the Bay Area, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, San Jose. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's South. Like, you know, yeah, South Bay. Are you from the Bay? I've lived up there for for a handful of years. So. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, so South Bay, but like, you know, as I like obviously grow, grew older, I spent a lot of time in like San Francisco and Oakland, um, mm. kind of really big music scenes out there. Sure. Um, but yeah, no, going back was uh, interesting. It was definitely like, like a culture shock oftentimes, you know, but going between the two. I mean, I, I knew like what to expect, obviously, but like as I grew, it was like, you know, like every year I feel like I would find like new parts of myself or whatever, just naturally growing up and like go back kind of with this like renewed, like culture shock every single time. Cause it was like, sure. a different place. Um, but yeah, no, it was at the same time, like it was weird and like jarring in ways, but at the same time, I think it like gave me a lot of kind of perspective and like insight mm -hmm. into just like people, you know? Cause I think a lot of time, if you're kind of like in one place all the time, you kind of only can really absorb what's around you, you know? Of course. Yeah. Was yeah. there like a language barrier there? Did, like, did you grow up learning speaking Russian or? And yeah. Then, oh, yeah. wow. So How was that? that? Yeah. I mean, it was weird, man. Like I, when I moved here, I didn't speak like English at all. So I basically would just like show up at the playground, like here I am. Like, I don't know. What's <laughs> yeah, going yeah. On. It was fun. No, uh, wow. no, but it, yeah, it was it was weird for sure. I mean, I was like definitely I was an ESL, I think, like right away. But like still, you know, you you understand that you, you're not like you don't understand what's going on. Sure. So, and there probably wasn't a lot of people in ESL that spoke Russian either. <laughs> lucky there were like two girls because like the Bay Area, for whatever reason, at that time became kind of like a hub for like techies and stuff. Uh huh. And a lot of those people uh, were from Russia for whatever wow. reason. Wow. Yeah, that's, a, that's interesting. Yeah, I would 
I would think of, you know, that it would, it would just be you. <laughs> yeah. oh, like, I actually feel like in that regard, I actually got kind of lucky. Um, but yeah, it was still weird, you know, like, and I, I don't think I met them until like later. So I, mm-hmm. I got kind of a little bit like older. I want I don't remember my timeline honestly is like pretty screwed up because <laughs> I was young and I was just like so much sure. was going on. But like, I think maybe it was like a few months in that I was like, oh, there's like two other Russian girls here. And like, they also don't speak English. And like, obviously that helped. But like, I just remember like very vividly, like in the very beginning, like being just like looking around and just being like, I have no idea what's happening. (laughs) Wow. I know. How old were you when when you moved to to San Jose? I was seven. Oh, so I just say San Jose. But yeah, I grew up in like Cupertino area. Right. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Wow. So, I mean, you were like, what? What is that? Like first, second grade, first grade or something? Yeah, I was like right before first grade. And I ended up, I think I ended up like going straight into first grade because, you know, I was, uh, it was just like, whatever, just like have her do the thing. The year. <laughs> sure. so I ended up being young, like younger than I should have been in first grade. Uh-huh. But yeah, I was first grade around that age. It was wild. It was definitely wow. like a formative experience if you definitely jeez well yeah. uh, how did how did you get into music were you did you learn piano or sing or anything prior to moving to the states yeah i was uh i got really weird like it's really bizarre that like culturally there are certain things that like different cultures kind of like push or like mm-hmm. you know admire culturally so for me like russians are really big on like sports and like uh chess and like piano yeah music right so Uh for whatever reason like uh my I think my grandma's sister was like a piano teacher and like a singer and taught music so I mean obviously it was like around me Mm -hmm. Uh, even though the bulk of my family was like engineers and scientists and stuff like that but she happened to be uh you know a a musician so I kind of knew about that and then like essentially what happened was my neighbor we used to live like in a apartment with my grandparents and my mom and stuff and Mm -hmm our neighbor was like this old lady who like had taught piano for years and years. And she was just like, Hey, like, you know, you have this like little girl, I was like three or four. And she's like, well, why don't I just like come on over and like teach her piano? Like, why not? And she would sit with me for like hours teaching me piano. So I actually like started learning piano pretty much before I can even remember like consciously speaking. Like I remember. Yeah. So music's been in my life for a really long time. And it just happened to be that like this lady, this woman just like started teaching me and she lived next door. And then I just remember my my grandparents got a a piano and I was just like fascinated by the way that it looked. And then Mm -hmm. like watching people play, I was just like, man, I want to do that. And, you know, it looks way easier than it actually is, obviously. Sure. (laughs) But yeah, so I started taking lessons and then, you know, when I moved to the States, I had already been like playing, but I like had a six month gap of like, no, no, nothing. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I uh, ended up getting a teacher here, like miraculously again, just because of like the Russian community um, in the Bay at the time and uh, kind of re restarting piano. And then after a while, like singing, I just kind of like just did it like mm-hmm. through, like saying along with my lessons and what I was playing with and stuff and then singing just kind of like evolved and it kind of became a thing where like classical piano is so re- regimented and rigid and like everything is just so like this is what you do and this is how you do it so I, mm-hmm. I kind of started feeling like man I hate practicing like I don't want to do this all that you know it was a lot of discipline right in retrospect I'm like very grateful for it, obviously but uh 
at the time, even now, like, you know, it's like nobody wants to sit there and do the same. It's like working out. You don't want to do it all the time. Right, right. You, you know, so I like basically just kind of started using singing as like an escape because it felt very free. And like, so I would be doing piano, but I would also be like singing because it just felt like a release. Mm-hmm. And then that kind of just like ended up becoming like what I did, you know, Your life. Yeah. yeah, it was just like what I do. And like, uh, definitely remember music over like my first like words or whatever. Like I remember like playing before I remember like what I've like spoke first or whatever so it's been been around for a minute (laughs) sure yeah sure sure when did you start kind of i mean you were talking about how classical music is very you know disciplined and when did you start kind of breaking away from that and kind of tinkering around and writing your own songs oh that's a good question when did i start writing my own songs um you know i I feel like i always kind of like dabbled like fake dabbled and like Mm -hmm. uh when maybe in like middle school just like write little poems here and there like super like i don't know like angsty like love stuff but like i had never obviously <laughs> experienced anything of that nature but uh yeah i feel like middle school i started like tinking around then like i remember in a i think it was high school like freshman year or something i had this dude like basically people just found out that I could sing and this guy that was in my school happened to rap and like he was like yo I have this dude that I know and like he knows like at the local radio station was KML uh oh yeah. yeah yeah I I worked in radio up in San Francisco so I, oh, I, yeah, I right. yeah uh live 105 or it was oh, live 105 dude, at the time I played BFD like a couple of times really that's yeah. awesome best friends uh menace and megan holiday i met through live 105 really I, yeah megan holiday that's so funny because she's a great friend of mine and my family she was at our, my wedding and stuff yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. dude that's like my best friend i was supposed to get dinner with her last night oh really wow yeah. are you in, are you in la now i am in la okay now. yeah yeah, yeah. That's, dude, so that's so cool small world man yeah, yeah. Let, tell her i say hello i will <laughs> so wild she's one of my best friends dude like sister for life for sure. That's so um, awesome. But yeah, so I I was in high school and came out like some this rapper dude that I knew that kind of like had my back in this like weird way was just like, hey, like I know this guy who like knows like the, you know, Big Vaughn. I think at the time it was, a, 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 I don't know if he's still there. I came out. I think he is. And uh, he's like, yeah, he's just looking for like new people to like submit music and write songs and da da da. And uh, I, I literally was like, so like, I can't, I need to do this. Like, this is my shot. Like I need to get on the radio. Like, you know, like it was so sure. like in my mind, <laughs> it was like my moment, you know? And I remember like, I had never produced it. I've never made a song. I'd never like actually by myself, like I'd written stuff here and there. Sure. Like words or whatever, like sat at the piano and like tinkle, tinkered around, but like never substantially like had a record, you know? So I literally that day went home until like four in the morning. I like figured out how to like, I think it was, I wasn't even GarageBand. Like, I don't even remember what software it was. I think it might've been GarageBand, like the very first like editions, sure. like <laughs> MacBook, whatever is. Um, and I just tried to figure out how to use a program, made this like super shitty beat like just like the worst like <laughs> and like but I like did it like I wrote the record and I like made a song and it was obviously like shitty but like I mean it wasn't like that like as bad as you would think it would be like right first time or whatever but I ended up like going and like sending the guy the song and like 
I literally thought like, if I don't do this, like I'm never going to make it in music and like, mm -hmm. I'm never going to like do, do anything <laughs> in my life. So I just like stayed up and like my eyes were just like so red and I was just like, I have to do this. Like I have to make a song. Um, and I did that. And that was like my first like official like song. And then yeah. after that, it was like, all right, cool. Like I'm going to try to like, you know, meet people and like mm -hmm. that dude that ended up like that rapper guy or whatever ended up like being at my school and he and I would like he would bring me to like rap sessions and I would like write hooks and stuff like that for him uh, okay and uh yeah after that it was kind of like college came around and I like kind of didn't you know I was just like not sure I didn't know like how to go about like meeting people that were in industry or anything I was just kind of like I kept singing in like groups and like stuff like that but not really like writing records and then finally after school I ended up joining this group like I met this guy through my parents friends or whatever and he was mm -hmm. like in San Jose kind of like uh you know he had known a bunch of rappers and I kind of like I don't know we met through like I said my parents friends and like we ended up forming a group and I would just write records with him all the time and he would kind of like find beats or like make them and then I would write on on them oh, okay yeah. So then I just kind of after once that happened, it was like, OK, like I have to like actively pursue finding people to work with and, you know, write records with. But that was so, kind of songwriting journey. Sure. So, so so once you found that, well, that group in college, would you would you like perform and stuff like you do? Was it like a serious yeah, like, like, yeah, you'd go out and yeah, tour I mean, and we like toured, you know, but like we mm -hmm. would do local shows and we would play at like dive bars, like local dive bars, like and stuff. And people knew like San Jose started kind of like pulling up and noticing. And, you know, right. uh, it was actually only after I like left the group and started doing my own solo stuff that Menace actually found me and I put out a music video and I basically found these dudes like hippie sabotage. They're like a, uh, I think now they're doing like EDM kind of DJ and stuff, but they were making uh -huh. beats. I met, met them randomly. They were in Sacramento and like, they gave me a couple beats and I like wrote songs, made an EP like on my own and then like made a video and like Menace, I guess, saw the video somehow, like just like whatever Bay Area. Yeah. Like, yeah. Menace, you know? He's like, man, that guy has his ear to the street of the internet. Really? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> but, he yeah. gets into stuff before. I remember like, he was talking about Instagram. Like he knew like the first couple of people that started it. And he's like, Oh yeah, there's this going to be this app and it's called Instagram. And he was like, tell me about it. And you know, obviously now it's like the, one of the biggest things ever, but it's yeah. like, he would always get, yeah. Like his hands and these little things that always would do like just blow up. Like, the, yeah. I know. I know he was, he, I mean, talk about day one, he brought Megan holiday to a show. And like, I, I don't re like, I remember seeing her briefly there, but like, mm -hmm. we didn't end up like talking and becoming friends till way later till we, we were both in LA. Uh -huh. Um, but I, yeah, menace menace found me. And then he started kind of like, you know, trying to connect me with people and always kind of being in my corner. He's still to this day, we talk and you know, he's always been a huge supporter. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's kind of like the group we did shows, but like through menace, I ended up, you know, once I kind of like did my solo thing and then I had like a backing band and we would play like a bunch of live on live on five shows, BFD twice. Wow. Yeah. It was awesome. Like, dude, man, it's so, like pulled through for me in a minute. Yeah. So <laughs> when, 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 yeah, once, so once you met menace and, and he, did he like, uh, 
I mean, to get on PFT or did he like hand your stuff over to like Aaron Axelson there? And were you like on, you know, sound check and all that stuff? Or like, yeah, how, did, so how did that kind of start for you? Exactly. You like hit the nail on the head. Like literally <laughs> Venice put Aaron on to me when I released that first video. And then Aaron started playing me on sound check. And then people were like voting and like, you know, things were kind of starting to like, basically people just noticed. And like, I'm really big on visuals. So the video that I made like right off the bat was actually like really good. Mm hmm. And I think the beat was kind of like really cool. And uh, yeah, like I, Menace was like the conduit. So he's the one that noticed and kind of like put Aaron on to me. And then after that, it was kind of just like, you know, I would be playing shows. And so Aaron would hit me up sometimes to open for people at Rickshaw. Like, oh, uh, yeah. Pop scene. Yeah, pop scene. Mm -hmm. Aaron, like, dude, I opened, I remember right before, or no, I think it was like right when I moved to LA, like the first week or two he hit me up to open for Alina Barraza. It was her very first show at Pop Scene, dude. Wow. How wild is that? She like ended up coming up to me at the end and was just like, hey, can I take a picture with you? I was like, no, can I take a picture with you? Like, sure. Just, <laughs> it was really, she was sweet. Um, yeah, was, talk about was, another person that knows you can catch stuff like way oh, beyond. Dude, I mean, Aaron's he had like, like yeah, I mean, he had like Amy Winehouse play Bob Scene. I know. Adele dude. play Bob Scene. Mm -hmm. Pop scene was low key it. Like people don't know. Aaron Axelson knows, dude. He talk about ear to the street. That fool is on it. Oh yeah, yeah. He's a legend. He sound check, dude. Go, go for sure. <laughs> Aaron gave me a lot of a lot of shows and really was like, you know, in my corner too. Like he really helped me a lot. And uh, yeah, man. I just sound sound check was my favorite. That was awesome. <laughs> PFD obviously was also like great. But, sure, uh, sure. That's cool, yeah. though. Wow, that's awesome. Well, okay, so I'm looking at your, I'm just looking at your Spotify right now. So, like, with uh, what you're looking for, like songs like that, like, when did you start, you know, breaking off as a solo artist or were you a solo artist at that point? Yeah, at that point, I was already definitely a solo artist. Um, once I left um, the Bay, and even like at the end of that kind of run, I was playing with a band, but I was like my own solo artist for sure. Okay. And, uh, but once I came to LA, like, it was like, okay, like I, it's me and like, I'm going for it. I'm going to find, you know, whoever it is I need to work with, however it is like, you know, I need to make happen. These records just need to happen and it needs to be mine. So mm -hmm. that's definitely like solo material for sure. Okay. Okay. And <laughs> like, well, I mean, voices is a massive song for yeah. you on Spotify. Like how did, how are you able to link up with, with um like brooks and, and cashmere and like how did that all happen funny story again somehow weirdly menace is involved i don't know how this <laughs> is menace was just like in the background <laughs> in the background all the time just like plotting like um cashmere is actually uh a producer who's from the bay and he used to be in a, a group called the cataracts who produced like a g6 like these huge 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 records mm -hmm. and cashmere or niles he ended up like menace told him about me like throughout the years and like would kind of like put him on to me and then like super randomly like i honestly don't even know how we got connected i think it was because one of my managers uh artists was working with tara jr and tara jr's uh like the guy in tara jr used to be in the cataracts with um cashmere oh okay and so we went into a session because i was a writer and mm -hmm. uh 
basically through that, like I ended up, he, my manager ended up giving a session, getting a session for me and for Cashmere just because they were looking for people to collaborate with. And um, because his other client who was a producer was working with the other guy in the cataracts, it all kind of like molded together. And then, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we just like, we wrote a couple songs. Like we obviously bonded on the fact that like we were both from the Bay and like every, you know, there's just a kind of like a, like an understanding of like, okay. Sure you know, we get each other and this is like, cool. We vibe as people. And so now the music is just like easy. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like I started writing with Niles. I never actually even met Brooks. You know, this all happened on like computers and internets and everything. Um, oh, was this like pre that was this like already pandemic at this point or no, not yet. No, but I it think was... Brooks cause he was in the UK or something. Uh, okay. And like the song, d- when we started it, it was just me and Cashmere. And then like Brooks ended up kind of like getting on and kind of like doing, doing some stuff to it. Uh, after okay. I had already recorded like a, like a demo version. And to be honest with you, I was shook because that song, you know, was like two years old. And I, I thought, you know, Oh, we did a cool little couple records, like whatever, like, we don't know, probably not going to happen. I don't know. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, like I get tagged in this video and he's like, Cashmere's like performing it at like, was it Tomorrowland? Something like that. It was, wow like some crazy huge show and like I'm like what's happening and then like a week later you know we get in touch with the team and they were like yeah like you know he's releasing this as a single like da 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 and and then you know and it just kind of worked out because like we're both from the bay like I said and I feel like he kind of there's like a weird little soft spot of like all right like (laughs) this happened you know sure sure that's awesome yeah so where were you when when the pandemic all hit and how did that affect you Man, well, that's a loaded question. Um, I <laughs> I mean, aside from the fact that you're probably stuck inside for a year and, and all that, but I mean, like, like yeah, Korea. No, it was actually weird because the pandemic hit and I found out that that record was coming out. So in this like weird way, like it kind of just like stuff catapulted for me, like right in the beginning. Oh, so, interesting. And we ended up getting a deal kind of like literally right around that time. It was bizarre. It was like, all of it, like the pandemic hit. And then I found out the songs coming out and I was just like, what is happening? Obviously, like, I, I wish I, like we could have like toured and done the, the record, but that didn't happen. But regardless, like I, it was a very nice, like as devastating as this pandemic has been for like so many people in a weird way. I'm like, so not even a weird way. I'm just grateful that that happened at the beginning. Cause you know, everybody was freaking out like mm-hmm. in the beginning, as I'm sure you're aware. And like, I was too. So that gave me this like weird sense of like, huh, like maybe, maybe it's not all that bad right now. Like at least in my personal world, you know, I was just like, Mm -hmm. just be grateful that this is even happening. And yeah, it was beginning of pandemic and this, this record came out and then everything started kind of like snowballing, even though we were, I was like home, like everybody was working from home. Everybody was doing everything from home. And somehow Mm -hmm. like we launched my entire project, like after that record. Uh, okay wow so everything so everything that has came out prior to voices is all post pandemic prior to you mean post Uh, yeah post sorry post yeah yeah Yeah. post that is all pandemic every single song that i've dropped like is all wow (laughs) and how how was that working from home or from your you know yeah. It was so weird. Like, I mean, nobody, you know, there's no rule book. There's no rule book as it is. And then mm-hmm. there's no pandemic rule book even more. So it's just everybody <laughs> was just like, man, fuck it. Like, let's just see what happens. Like, we have these records that we've been sitting on that we've been planning on releasing. And now it's like, 
we're not going to just not do it for a year. Like, what do we do? Like, we're not right. going to, you know, we just spent all this time building this whole entire world around all these records. And so we just were like, man, we got to figure it out. We got to just like, you know, find a deal, like put these up, put these songs out. And sure enough, like, like I said, it all kind of happened at once. Wow. And with, with like, tell me about the writing process with that. Was it all like this over zoom and recording and how did that all happen? Those records, the records that came out during pandemic had already been made, you know, oh, so okay. we were sitting on them for like a year and we were just wow. like, mixing, like mixing and mastering and stuff like that and plotting kind of all the visuals and everything so that we can have like a good rollout. Um, but I definitely did do sessions over zoom quite frequently. Um, and actually, uh, Fuckboy Anthem was completely out of nowhere. Like we added that on into the project. I wrote that in probably August over zoom with uh, a friend of mine, a great producer and co-writer in the UK. And we were like, which is really sick. Yeah. Like, I feel like the only reason that happened is because of the pandemic. Like we, we had this awesome zoom session and like catch up session and like made this song because it was a pandemic because otherwise like he was in the uk so we weren't going to be doing sessions you know like right. it, had it been like normal right mm-hmm. um, so in a weird way like i said like these these sessions all that happened prior that like the songs already existed and we like put them out but then i also like did add on like fuckboy anthem and that was from a zoom session over the pandemic and so far in the pandemic i've pretty much been doing like only exclusively zoom sessions um which is a whole like experience in itself but like uh <laughs> it's you know it's just another another way and like i i feel like super blessed that that's even like a possibility for us to like have that because mm-hmm. i mean i i can't imagine like just like having to sit in a pandemic and like just like you know yeah imagine if we didn't have this technology it's like people would be going crazy yeah, yeah. We just go back to like Beethoven days, like write letters to each other. <laughs> right, right. Totally. Get a quill like from somewhere. <laughs> I was talking to somebody about this earlier too. And it's like, how did Skype screw this up? I mean, I know. That was like the only thing that that had this. And then <laughs> it's like yeah. Zoom is like, you know, the, making, over. Like making a phone call nowadays. Easy. Yeah, I remember too. It's so funny. One of my homegirls in San Jose, her sister, like she would tell me, she'd go, yeah, my sister works for this like company called zoom like a couple years ago i was like yeah i don't know what you're talking about like i had no idea sure. now it's like a household name right know? yeah my yeah. wife was I'm- using it forever because she's her work is all from home she's always worked from home and they would always do virtual meetings like this through zoom so I, mm-hmm. that was the only reason why i knew what it was and then now everybody knows what it everybody. is it's crazy it's like i mean school literally is on zoom. <laughs> right wild dude yeah, I'm sure if he called Menace, he would have some sort of uh, his fingers would be in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, way, yeah. He's, he's like, I was using that no seven. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. What? Remember I told you about it? <laughs> yeah. of somebody's house, like, remember? Yeah, right. Yeah, Menace. No, you know, know about everything. That's mm-hmm. awesome. So, okay, so do you have any other songs that you've written and are ready to go since you know writing Fuckboy Anthem? Yeah, we have a couple left to put out. Um, actually, I think we're gonna probably release one more, and then and then I'm gonna drop an EP, like a full. Oh, product. awesome! Yeah, and I mean, there's definitely like the. I mean, the catalog is huge, but in terms of this project, yeah, we have like a single, and then after that, we're gonna be releasing an EP in the summer. So I'm super That's stoked, sad. and then, you know, and hopefully, hopefully, 
You yeah. already <laughs> people seem to be getting vaccinated and then hopefully like, yeah. like, like, cool, for sure. <laughs> um, can't wait to start doing shows again. Well, how do you feel? I mean, we don't know obviously what's going to happen, but like, is it weird kind of thinking like, okay, I'm going to drop, I put all this work in, I've got this EP and then is it just going to sit online? Like, how do you feel about that? I mean, I don't know. I haven't given it much thought. I'm just kind of trying to like take it like day by day and like, mm -hmm from like people that I know that do shows and stuff, it's starting to become like kind of in the, in the mix a little bit, at least the conversations are happening now. Mm -hmm. Like I know outside lands already announced that the lineup. Yeah. They're doing it in like uh Halloween weekend or something. Yeah, yeah. Halloween weekend. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's sick. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. The lineup is dope too. I mean, they lost some artists, but they've also gained. Yeah. No, some, I'm very happy with good ones. This year, so <laughs> hoping to, to make it out there. Um, for that show but yeah i mean i'm not really like i don't know what's gonna happen and if that if you know if the fate is that this project sits online then like so be it but like at the end of the day i feel like i i'm gonna want to sing like one or two if it's like too late at that point it's like been like two years and I'll, I'll probably just like like pick one or two um by that time but we'll see man like i mean i'm not against singing these songs even if it is like five years down the line you know because they're i I was writing very much like according to my life and like how my life was going. So that's never going to go away. These are just like mementos, you know? Sure, sure, sure. That's awesome. Well, um, thank you so much for doing this. I really, really appreciate thank it. You, dude. Um, uh, real quick on, on the whole online thing, like I, I've saw, I saw on your Instagram that you've done, you do like some of the live or like, you know, recording things that you post online. Like, do you, how do you feel about that? Like, do you go live on there and play at all? Like, is it um, weird? I Are you? I have it yet, but I'm actually literally buying an electric piano because my upright is like broken low key. So I have to get another <laughs> piano. But no, I would love to do that. Like lives with with the instrumentation and everything. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, at this point in any capacity that I can like do something live like that would be sick. And like, yeah. I'm definitely planning on doing that. Something for like the EP release or something like yeah, that. Like some acoustic stuff. We also have like some uh, another acoustic video that's gonna drop soon for Fuckboy, and um, I think I'm gonna do more and more like live uh, renditions of songs or whatever, like acoustic things. You know, maybe even like an acoustic version of this EP or whatever. Oh, cool. It's all definitely in in the in the plan. But I love it. Literally, just like must get to guitar center you know <laughs> <laughs> right. never get asked what i need <laughs> <laughs> well that's awesome well, i can't wait and thank you again so much for doing this i have one more question i want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists oh the, this question the advice hmm well i can only really speak from my experience obviously but i have to say like for women at least i feel like the best piece of advice is to never be quiet like always make your voice heard and known and like especially if you're in a session not to be intimidated by the fact that there's a lot of men in the room because that is really intimidating you know I've been in so many sessions where like I was younger and like nobody's really there's no like guidance it's just like we'll figure it out like you know so I, I was I think my my advice is just like never be afraid to speak up and like make your voice heard even if that means like saying it a few times or like being a little bit more assertive um eventually like it's it's always worth it and you always kind of figure out like who to work with that's going to respect that and 
you know, I think that's really important, especially for women coming out.